Take a look and make sure that you're serving somebody and making somebody's life better. And if you're not, figure out how you can do that. And if you are, great, because the world needs more people who are more interested in the benefit of others than they are at benefiting themselves. Welcome to Star of the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. Joining us today is Brian Kane. Hey, Brian. Jared, how are you, man? Brian, how'd you get the nickname The Shadow? Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm a huge fan of The Shadow, the original radio series from the 30s, Orson Uh Welles. And then when the movie came out back in the 90s, I thought, this is a cool radio name. I need to have that as a, well, it was actually a gamer name first. I'm a gamer. (laughs) Yeah. And then it turned into a radio name. And now I go by The Shadow and The Real Brian. So it's just weird. I'm eager to hear the nickname of our our next uh, official co-host. Of course, joining us, as always, from Maui, Hawaii. Aloha, Kamanzi Constable. Aloha, Jared. So when I was growing up, Kamanzi wasn't the type of name that you ever really said as a kid. So people started calling me Kim. And dude, I was traumatized like as a kid. Seriously, like I was beating kids up in, in elementary school. But um, as I grew older, I developed the nickname Z. That's what people have started calling me Z. So now if you hear anybody say Z, they're talking about me. Wow, so we got the Z and we got Shadow on today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we might as well stick with this uh, nickname. I'm eager to hear the nickname of our guest. Of course, our guest today is Daryl Darnell. He is a husband of one, father of two, podcast consultant extraordinaire, owner of Pro Podcast Solutions and Golden Spiral Media. He, the Golden Spiral Media Podcast Network, that is. And you can find out more about Daryl by going to propodcastsolutions.com. Daryl, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jared. My pleasure to be here and honored to be here, I must say. Well, yeah, it's just long overdue. So what's your nickname? Uh, my nickname <laughs> is Bob. <laughs> Shadow Z and Bob. I like yeah. D-Man. Yeah, I don't really have an official nickname. Brian has threatened to give me or promised to give me a nickname a few times, and I'm yeah. still waiting on that. I think if I called into his podcast more often, his Arrow Squad podcast, I probably would have one. <laughs> but by more often, I mean ever, even once. So yeah, that hasn't happened. And therefore, I don't have a nickname. Well, we may go with Bob for this episode, <laughs> just because it's mysterious. Hey, yeah. All right. So <laughs> Daryl, you, you know this is coming. I mean, this is not your first rodeo. So what is the best concert that you have ever been to? I can't believe you asked that question. So surprised by that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my wife and I were just talking about that earlier today. I, she said, what answer are you going to give? And I said, I don't know. I don't, I've never, I don't go to a lot of concerts. I've only been to a handful of them, but the, my favorite one that I have been to is probably Toby Mac from about five years ago. I got to take both of my kids and see Toby Mac. That was a lot of fun. But if you would have asked me, which one would I most like to see? There's a guy named Tommy Emmanuel, who is, in my opinion, the greatest guitar player on the planet. And if I get to see him live sometime before I die, I would die a happy man. I would just, I would love to see him perform in person. Daryl, you may not have known this, but Z or Kamanzi, as some people call him, is going to a concert this coming week. Kamanzi? Is it Taylor Swift? (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, we actually had one episode of Star of the Dots like back a couple weeks ago where we didn't talk about Taylor Swift at all, like on the whole episode. But Jared decided to add like a little add-on to the episode. 
Yeah, we, we weren't going down like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Daryl and Brian, or the shadow, sorry, Bob in the shadow. Uh, <laughs> I will be at a Taylor Swift concert in less than a week. Wow. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we better leave it at that. Now, you mentioned Toby Mack, uh, Daryl, which is funny because Kamanzi and I actually just interviewed his former bandmate from DC Talk. We talked to Kevin Mack the really? other day, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I saw that. that. Yeah, Kevin, I've met Kevin a few times, but not in the last 15 years. It's been a long time since I've had the the chance to cross paths with him. But uh, all three of those guys, uh, Michael and and Toby and Kevin, that formerly made up DC Talk are uh, fantastic dudes. Good deal. All right. So why don't we go to Shadow or Brian Kane? And Shadow, if you'd be willing to kick us off with the content portion of the interview. You've got it. You know, and this is a question. uh, I love asking this question on my show as well. But uh, I'll tell you what, Daryl. Or Bob, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm curious to know this crazy, insane, and out of control thing that you've done that no one else knows about, or at least that very few people know about. You know, I don't know if this is a fair answer because if they've listened to the first, I don't know, dozen or so episodes of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, which was one of the podcasts that I host, I did reveal this on there, but I didn't get to tell the story. And that is, well, you guys know the song Butterfly Kisses? Mm-hmm. It was popular. Yeah, Bob Carlyle. Right. So I've never met Bob Carlyle, nor have I been to one of his concerts. But about uh, 17 years ago, I was friends with a guy whose daughter was a radio DJ here locally. And she called me up one day. She says, hey, we're doing this elaborate April Fool's Day joke, and I would like your help. And I'm like, "Okay, I don't understand how I fit into this equation. So I guess it was a station that I didn't listen to, but the listeners, for some reason, got it in their heads that she and one of the other DJs were secretly dating. And this had been going on for quite some time. They were not dating, but they began to decide, you know, if we play this up now, we can set ourselves up for a really nice April Fool's prank. So for like months, they had been playing this up where they had actually been dating. They had expressed publicly their love for each other and about... A month before this was all set to go down to shock the listeners, she calls me up and says, I need your help with this. We're actually going to put on a fake wedding at the radio station down in the lobby. And we want you to come and sing Butterfly Kisses. You're my, you're going to you're going to be my brother. So I'm like, yeah, that's the one. Oh, yeah. So I did. I showed up. I got dressed up. I showed up to this fake wedding and it was broadcast live on on one of the most popular radio stations here in Oklahoma City. And I sing Butterfly Kisses. And just so you know how the story ends at the point where they're at the altar, they're about to exchange vows. Is anyone, you know, here to offer a word why these two shouldn't be married up from the back? You hear this? No. I love her. And <laughs> one of the other radio DJs from another station, because they're all kind of in the same building, he runs and expresses his love for her, and she expresses her true love for him, and they run off together. <laughs> and this is all being broadcast live on the air. And I thought, nobody's going to fall for this. I get to work later that day, and one of my coworkers who I know listens to that station, I asked her if she had listened to the morning show. She's like, I was, you know, she, she fell for it all the way. So at least one person fell for the prank and, and that I got to be a little bit of, a part of. So yeah, I sang Butterfly Kisses on the radio as part of an elaborate April Fool's prank. 
Daryl, was your nickname Bob inspired by Bob Carlisle? <laughs> I didn't draw the connection until you just now made it. Maybe maybe that's it. <laughs> Secretly, so, Bob is my hero. So right, with enough. an elaborate thing like this, it would have been cool if it played out where they started this as a prank, but then like fell in love along the way. And, yeah. Oh, they got together. Right. Sorry, that only happens on TV. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I, or radio. Just ruined it for yeah, that, or radio. Um, that happens in Taylor Swift videos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So from that very interesting story, let's go to a more serious question. And yes. the answer of this question has started wars. Okay. So oh, yes. think about this: pie or cake. Oh, this is easy. This is not a debatable question even. I mean, you can try to debate it, but there is no debate. Pie. War has begun. <laughs> yeah, war, war has begun. Now, I don't dislike cake, but if somebody offers me cake, nine times out of the ten, I'm going to say no. Uh, it's pie. Pie. Are you why, kidding me, guys? Why is that? Pie. Look, pie is superior in every way. You have the crispy, flaky crust. You have the gooey, if it's fresh, warm center. Very sweet. It's a great texture combination. I mean, cake is just sweet bread with some frosting on top. I mean, come on. It's not okay. even close. Dar- Bob, Daryl, can we go around the group and just everybody say the best pie they've ever had and maybe where they had it? I don't, starting with you, Bob. Who made it? I don't know. But lemon meringue, uh, it's hard for me to find a lemon meringue that I, that I don't like. Uh, so if you can hit me up with a lemon meringue, I'm going to be a happy camper. Oh, fair enough. All right, Jared, I've had a lot of pie. There used to be this place called Baker Square. It's still in Milwaukee. So when you go oh, yeah. there, Jared, go to Baker Square. But um, I'm going to say chocolate hapia pie. And hapia, mm-hmm. if I'm saying it correctly, is coconut here in Hawaii. So it's like a chocolate coconut pie. Yeah, you're talking. Mm-hmm. Let's just all ponder that for a moment. <laughs> Dude, this is this you don't do that with cake like no one ponders cake you ponder pie this is why it's superior in every way well, jared i think he has a point <laughs> i think so i think we need to hear from the shadow you know i i actually do ponder cake but i'll go with the pie thing here for a minute so i love key lime pie but i have to say that recently i think the reason why i don't like pie as much is because most people make it with shortening and i can't stand the taste because well there is no flavor but i had a pie recently, it was an apple pie. It was made from lard and apples out of their tree in their front yard. And it was the best pie I've ever had. Yeah. It's amazing. Wow. You don't like shortening because you're such a tall guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right about that. Yes. <laughs> That's quality humor on this podcast. <laughs> My favorite pie, surprisingly and randomly, is from Oahu, Hawaii. And uh, there was a place there, a little diner type place called Anna Miller's. And they're real well-known for their pies and yeah, they have the best pecan pie I've ever had. So if you're ever in Hawaii, go to Anna Miller's beautiful. Mm. I see. We should just take a pie break and then come back and finish this. (laughs) Yeah. In Hawaii. (laughs) Yeah. The the pie cast. Yeah. 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 We can start the pie pie cast. cast. I think you're on to something there. Yeah. Probably not. All right. So why don't we talk about something that uh, might have some more relevance to listeners that are still angry that they chose cake Let's talk about books. So, Daryl, what's the best book that you've read this year? You know what? The best book I've read this year is by a guy named Daniel, Rabbi Daniel Lappin. I don't know if you guys are familiar with his work or not, but he has a great book called Thou Shall Prosper. And I ran into the book because I ran into Daniel, not not in person, but through some connections. And I should read one of, one of his books. And so I grabbed that one and it really changed my my world. It changed my outlook on things because 
uh, this might be a recurring theme as we, as we talk today. I don't know, but I've, I've struggled with self-doubt a lot, particularly even trying to make the jump into being an entrepreneur. And so figuring out and feeling like I am justified in charging what I charge, regardless of what it is. You know, my rates have gone up through time over time. And regardless of what that is, I've struggled with that. And so that book really helped me understand that and see why, you know, just understand that mentality, the mindset, have the right mindset of charging people because of of the value and the service that I'm providing. And it goes into a whole bunch of other things besides that. But that book really helped me out with some some internal struggles I was going through. So yeah, Thou Shall Prosper by Rabbi Daniel Lappin. Have any of you guys read that? Yes, I've read it. That's one of the classics on the recommended reading list. That's right up there with mm-hmm. Napoleon Hill and, and some of the classics. Yeah. So Daryl, can I get some free coaching from you? Okay. Fire away. <laughs> and then you get to pass it on though, right? Well, no, I mean like an actual coaching session where you coach me for free. <laughs> oh, I thought you wanted to pick my brain right now. Uh, uh, no, no, this is no, I want no. some real coaching. If you want. Yeah. I would give you a free coaching session. Absolutely. I don't. Yeah, absolutely. Jared. Jared. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think he's going to talk about pie the whole time. So. <laughs> <laughs> Pay for what you get. Yeah, Brian, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Brian, what's the best book you've read this year? Oh my gosh. That's a great question. You know, one that I read recently that kind of changed my mind on a few things was The Dip by Seth Godin. I don't know if it was the best one I've read this year, but it was this whole idea of being the first and or the best in your niche. And it kind of went, oh, how many of us are copying what everyone else is doing and not seeming to gain any traction? And his whole point is because you're lost in the noise. So I kind of changed my outlook a little bit. Jared. Wow. Favorite? I appreciate you putting me on the spot. Commodity. <laughs> um, you know, no commodity in an effort to be cheesy. Like I, I really think your book, are you living or existing is something that people should read. So I'm going to go uh, with that. Uh, I don't think that's Precious. cheesy. Let's uh, promote that even more. (laughs) (laughs) So the best book that I've read, and I'm not done with it, but it's uh, the biography of Elon Musk. So Elon Musk, Tesla, SpaceX, and the quest for a fantastic future. And that book, I'm 75% through it, and it is just fabulous. Nice. Duly noted. Yeah. Interesting guy. Daryl, we're going back, or Bob, I'm sorry. We we just got to keep calling you Bob. I may respond or I mean, there may be a delay while I figure out who Bob is. <laughs> yeah. There is this, precedent for that. This may kind of go along with, you know, reading Thou Shall Prosper, but do you have a favorite quote? You know, I do have a favorite quote. It, well, I don't you. know. I don't it's know where yes I no got question. it from. Um, <laughs> I really want to yeah. know what it is. Yeah. Oh, you want me to tell you what it is? Yes, please. Um, I don't know where I read it. It's been probably 10 to 15 years ago, a book that I read. And it's it's real simple. It's two words. And it's perhaps today. Mm. And For those who don't know my backstory, I spent almost 20 years working for a Christian bookstore chain. So I read a lot of books that we had on the shelves throughout the years. And this was one of those books. And so it was written, the phrase perhaps today was really, the author intended it to say, hey, Jesus could come back today. Are you ready? But for me, I kind of internalized that in a little bit of a different way. I mean, that's obviously a very important and very valid application to apply to that phrase. But to me, it kind of also had this context of of today could be your last day on earth. And that day could come because Jesus comes back, or it could be because you get hit by a milk truck, right? So just living each day, when you wake up, just think perhaps today, perhaps today is the last day, the last chance I have to fill in the blank. What is it? 
what is it that you have been telling yourself one of these days I'm going to do, or I would like to be one of, you know, whatever it is, right? Fill in that blank. And we all have all these blanks that we want to fill into our lives before our lives come to an end. Well, why not today? Because perhaps today will be the last day that we have. So don't wait, don't delay, do what you can today to go out there, achieve your goals, be the person that you want to be, mend the relationships that need mending, you know, all those things, right? And so for me, the, the thought of perhaps today just really reminds me that life is short and we should not waste it. Daryl, are you married? I am. Okay. So this is going to be a two-part question here because I know you made the transition from a corporate job to stepping out on your own. Could mm-hmm. you tell us what the biggest obstacle has been in making that transition? And could you tell us how your wife has been throughout this journey? Oh, what a great question. Check out the, the follow-up to that. So- You know, I mentioned earlier, I've had self-doubt, right? And it's just something that I don't know if all of us struggle with, but I've certainly had my bouts of that. And guys like Brian, for real, have just helped me through that. I'll call up Brian randomly and say, hey, man, I'm really not sure. And he will find the right words to say to kind of put me back in the right frame of mind. Jared as well has done that. And I don't even think Jared realizes it when he's done that. But the biggest struggle that I had was believing that I deserved something more than what I was experiencing through my corporate job because I had a really good job. It paid pretty well, you know, particularly in Oklahoma City, right, where I live, where the cost of living isn't particularly high. We didn't lack for anything. We weren't going on extravagant vacations, but we we weren't lacking for anything. The job there at the bookstore was with a company that I believed in. We had a lot of the same mindsets and worldviews and you know, it was, a, it was a really good company to work for, but I was not happy. It was not something I could see myself working at long term. And I wanted something more. And I really, really struggled with the idea that I should have something more. I deserved something more because there were people, there are tons of people in the world who would love to have the steady, well-paying job with a company that had the principles and morals that lined up so well with my own. You know, I mean, a lot of people want that. And here I was going, I don't, I'm not happy with this. And so that was really a big struggle for me to actually reconcile my discontentment with and and wanting something more and being able to say, okay, I actually do. I don't know if I deserve, I don't feel like I deserve or I'm entitled to anything. That's not really the best word, but I don't know what better word to use in this case coming to that point where I realized I do deserve something more and I can go get that and I can do that and I can work towards that. That was really a a big obstacle for me. So when we made that decision, we made that together. Uh, You asked about my wife's, how she responded to that. And she's been supportive every step of the way. And it's interesting because as we've gone farther down this path, you know, it's now been two years since I left that job. There have been times where we've talked about and we've reflected on the path that we've gone down already. And she's revealed to me, you know, when we were at that point in the path, I told you that I was with you 100%. But in my mind, I was going, oh my gosh, how are we going to do this? You know, but she never voiced those doubts at the time. She was always so supportive and telling me that she believed in me. And it wasn't that she didn't believe in me. It was just, she was going, I'm going to support this decision because we're in this together, but I'm scared. You know what I mean? And uh, mm-hmm. but she's always been so supportive, always been caring and has always expressed belief in me. And for a man, that's incredibly important to have a a woman beside you who's a true teammate 
who is encouraging you and clapping her hands and saying, you can do this. I believe in you. We're in this together. That just made so much difference. I mean, it, to think about what the opposite of that is, where your teammate is going, yeah, I don't know. You know, you go ahead, you know, good luck with that. Or I just don't believe in this the way that you do. I mean, that that just works against you. So she's been absolutely the perfect partner throughout this journey. You know, Kamanzi's wife has been a good supporter of him, even though he posts crazy stuff on Facebook. <laughs> hey, I've been pretty good lately, and I've been staying away from the political stuff. <laughs> I can just imagine telling my wife, hey, I'm going out of town to speak at a conference. And by the way, I'm, you know, I'm leaving from that conference for one day to go see Taylor Swift by myself. <laughs> and my wife just being like, you know, yeah, I'm supportive of you. So, <laughs> Here's the money. I don't know that it would. I don't know that it would play out quite like that. All right, so back back to Daryl. Daryl, let's talk about what you're up to now. Oh, I forgot it was Daryl. Um, <laughs> Bob, excuse me. Yeah. Now, well, as you mentioned in the intro, I do Pro Podcast Solutions. I own Pro Podcast Solutions, and I started Pro Podcast Solutions last year. But that was really just to break out what I'm doing for podcasters with production and consulting from Golden Spiral Media. So I started everything when I left my job. It was all under Golden Spiral Media. And so I've been doing that full-time for two years now, uh, part-time for probably three years now. And But Pro Podcast Solutions, we broke them apart last year just to kind of keep things simple, make a clear line of distinction. Because we had people listening to our podcasts that were confused. I had clients that were confused. And so it needed, we needed to break those apart. And so Pro Podcast Solutions is what I do now. And, and it started out just wanting to produce professional quality audio for people who understood that editing audio was not the best use of their time. And as I've been doing it more and more, my clients have expressed, hey, can you help me with this? Or I've got a problem with that. Then we've added services. And and as I've come to understand the market more and the needs of podcasters more, we've added more services as well. So now today we offer what I think is as robust a set of services as anybody else out there Mm -hmm. from audio production. We now have a full pro style audio production where we go through there and we really clean it up and polish it and make it sound great. And then there's some folks out there who go, you know, I really don't have a problem with ums and stammerings and my audio sounds really good anyway. I don't need a whole lot of work here. I just need somebody to kind of polish it a little bit and put some music in there. And there's a big need for that. And so we offer that streamlined style editing as well. We offer transcription We have two different styles of show notes, what we call basic show notes and advanced show notes. We do artwork, we do website design, we do voice intros and music bumpers and the whole thing. If there's something that a podcaster needs, whether it's they're starting out and don't know what to do, we have a launch package where we hold your hand and guide you through that step by step. Or if they've been podcasting for a while and say, you know what, I need some of my time back. Will you please help me edit this? You know, we do that too. So whatever it is for any podcaster out there, we have a service that that matches their need, I think. So Daryl, Bob, I have a question that's along the lines of what Jared says. I post crazy on Facebook. I thought I might as well ask that here. (laughs) So I'm curious because you do pro podcasting stuff. That's what you do. And lately, it seems like there's a trend of podcasters that build up their podcast on a certain topic. It can be whatever it is, but it's, it's not pro podcasting. 
And then when it comes time to monetize, they monetize how to build your podcast. I'm just curious as a pro if you have an opinion on that. So I think really the question is is about, and correct me if I'm wrong, is about these podcasters who make money off of other podcasters with a service to sell to podcasters. Or, or am I reading too much Yeah, their topic has nothing to do with building a podcast or being a pro podcast. But when it comes to monetize, then that's what it turns to. Yeah. And you know what? I think there's a place for that. I mean, look, we live in a capitalistic society. And I think that if you have true knowledge on a topic and there is a true need for somebody out there that can benefit from your experience, then you have the right and the opportunity to sell that knowledge to those who are willing to pay for it. But what I see is a lot of, not a lot of, too many folks who don't necessarily have, I don't believe, the background, the credentials to really, truly offer themselves up as an expert. What they really see is an opportunity to make money off of other people. And it's really not about that at all. If, if you're in it to make money off of other people, then you, you've got a wire crossed somewhere. That's a bad motivation for doing things. So I don't necessarily have a problem with people who have, like I said, knowledge and experience in an area and they want to help people with that and people are willing to pay for that knowledge. I say, knock yourself out and serve those people and do that. But you do have to be careful because there are some plenty of folks out there who are just trying to make a buck off of you. Yeah, agreed. You know, Daryl, I'll say this too, and I'm, I'm kind of curious to know you and I've talked about this, but going along with what you do, because not only is your service robust, but it's exceptional. And you discovered, I don't know if you're willing to share this or not, but you discovered the secret that is basically what you can quote, sell your clients on in a way that makes them feel like I have to have Daryl's service, not just because you're good, but what is it? Well, yeah, I think what you're talking about is that moment that I realized, and this is something that it was just a, a small change in the way that I communicated to people. And communication is so important. And what I realized is, you know, it's easy for us to say, yeah, we're selling time. We're selling, you know, you, you let us edit your audio, you're getting your time back. And that's valuable. That's ex- mm-hmm. extremely valuable. But really what I am, when, when somebody comes to Pro Podcast Solutions and says, we want you to help us with our podcast for, with whatever extent that is, what we are doing is helping them fulfill their life's mission. Every single one of my clients, every one of them, without fail. I mean, I've got clients who are doctors, who are lawyers, who are entrepreneurs, who are authors, executives. And I've got one that is a beer podcast. And it's a beer podcast that's part of a a distribution company. But every single one of them, whether they're talking about craft beer or they're talking about how to sell a business, every single one of them, they do their podcast because they believe by doing so, they are enriching someone's life making someone's life better. And sometimes that's by helping them discover a beer that they're really going to enjoy. And sometimes it's by helping them understand internal struggles and overcome self-doubt. You know what I mean? It's just the whole gambit. But every single one of my clients without fail believes that by doing their podcast, they are making the world a better place. They are sharing experiences and knowledge and information with people who will consume that information and therefore walk away from the podcast episode better than they came into it. And so what I communicate to the folks who come into Pro Podcast Solutions, when we have that initial consulting call, and I'm learning about them, and I'm learning about their goals and what they want to see through their podcast, what they want to achieve, and how they want to communicate and reach their audience, 
what I realized over and over time and time again was what I'm, yes, I'm giving you time back and yes, I'm giving you knowledge and experience and peace of mind and all those things that are valuable. But really the most valuable thing that I give is the ability for you to make the world a better place by fulfilling your goals, your mission and touch people's lives through your podcast. And when I started kind of communicating it in that way, I mean, the body language of people that I'm talking with, because we usually do video Skype and then sometimes in person, but you could tell that that was the clicking moment for them. And that's what we do. It's truly what we do. That's neat. So what was your, one of the biggest mistakes that you made in your first year when you went as an entrepreneur? Oh, plenty, plenty of them. But I think the biggest one though was, and this was really, I don't know that I could have done it any differently, Brian, but I think the biggest one was I spent too much time working in the business, not on the business. There's, you know, there's a, I think, I still think that there is a a growth pattern here where you have to get to a point where you can add to your team and kind of offload some of those duties, bring and kind of allow yourself some freedom of time and schedule and thought, you know, so much of it, there's so much importance in being able to just sit and think and, and kind of remove yourself and get a, a broader point of view on some things to kind of see things the way that they should be seen. And for the first year, it was just like, I couldn't, you know, I didn't have a lot of money to pull from to hire some other people to come alongside me and do some things. And it was like, I was just making enough money to pay my bills. And sometimes I wasn't even doing that. I mean, we were bleeding through our savings just incredibly fast last year. And so it was just like, all I did was work. I never came up for air. And because of that, I think I stunted my growth a little bit, uh, maybe a lot of bit, because it was just working in the business, in the business, in the business, get it done, beat the deadline, you know, work with the client and, and boom, boom, work, 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 work directly on the work instead of kind of stepping back and getting kind of a, a broader view, breathing you know, listening to podcasts that will help me grow as an entrepreneur, reading books that will help me grow as a leader and as an entrepreneur and as a thinker, you know, those sorts of things. I didn't take time for personal enrichment and growth and time to exhale. And so I think that was the biggest mistake. I would encourage those who are starting out, maybe you're not starting out, but you haven't done that. Just stop, sit aside, even if it's an hour a day, 30 minutes a day, get up an hour earlier, half an hour earlier, whatever it is, take time for personal growth and enrichment and to think about the business, to work on the business and not just spend all your time working in the business. That was, I think, my biggest mistake. That's uh, very important. and A lot of good information there because, yeah, it's not easy making that transition. So becoming an entrepreneur and becoming the man that you are, I'm guessing, was influenced by your parents. So could you give us some lessons that maybe your dad would have taught you that helped you get to where you are today? Yeah. You know, I came from a, a broken home. My parents divorced when I was nine. I haven't seen my mom since I was probably 12. Just, I won't go into the story. It's it's not the most heartbreaking story. I don't read too much into it, but she moved away and we just haven't crossed paths since then. So, and we don't even talk anymore. So my dad was my strong influence in my life. He got remarried you know, soon after my parents divorced and I had a stepmom and, and step siblings, but you know, it was still my, it was my dad. It was me, my brother, and my dad, I felt for all intents and purposes. And my dad is one of the hardest workers I've ever met. And 
we lived out in the country and so we chopped our own firewood we burned our own trash we hauled hay on times we didn't we didn't have any hay that we bailed for ourselves but you haven't you know you live out in the country you know people who do and when it comes time to get that hay in the barn before the rain comes it's all hands on deck and so there were definitely times where we did that and in those times where we were out there cutting our own firewood to prepare for the winter or you know hauling hay before the rains come or whatever it is you don't stop until the job is done and you probably don't even take a break i mean i was you know in that time of my life i was 120 pounds soaking wet so trying to throw that hay up into the flatbed trailer or the back of the truck you know the after you get to three rows high it was more than i could do but there was no easy job it was just suck it up and do it do the best you can learn how to get your body momentum behind it when your muscles have given out, whatever it is, right? And he was always there to just kind of help put that work ethic into us that that you work until the job is done. You do the best you can. You work hard. And then when the work is done, now it's time to relax and enjoy what, you know, the spoils of your labor, if you will. But he really, you know, he also was a carpet layer by trade. He would work his day job. And then on the weekends or in the evenings, a lot of times he was laying carpet. And so it was... uh just doing the best you can. He's still the best carpet layer I ever met. And I can't walk into somebody's house now and not look at their carpet seams. I've got some in my house that I'm like, man, I wish my dad had laid this carpet in this house because he put so much pride in his work. He did the best he could every time, no matter how he felt or how many hours he had put in at his day job, whatever it was, there was no excuses. And so he really put into me that work ethic of working hard, doing the best you can and don't stop until it's done. What's the biggest piece of advice that you could give? You know, I had somebody else ask me this uh, not too long ago, and I, I think I'll stick with the answer I gave them. And it goes back to something I hinted at earlier, where, where Kamanzi asked me about people who are trying to make money off of other podcasters. And that is that everything that we do in this world should be out of a heart of serving others. I worked retail for 20 years or, or thereabouts. And in that you know, we call that the service industry. Those who work retail, those who work at restaurants and, and things like that, we call it the service industry. So it's really easy to look at that and go, okay, your job is to serve others. But everyone on this planet is in the service industry, in my opinion. And what I do through Pro Podcast Solutions is to serve other people, put others before myself, do the best that I can to help them. And in doing so, I help myself in the process. I mean, that's just the way this world works. Biggest advice I can give is always put others first. No matter what job title you have, no matter what your business card says, no matter what the company directory says, whatever it is, you are in the service industry. You are there to serve somebody else and make their life better, make their world a better place. So that's my advice. So true, man. All right. So here's a question, but think carefully about this one here. Oh, okay. There's, okay. there's, really, there's really like what, two or three right answers, I'm going to say. Is that right? Anyway, if you were stranded on a desert island, or let's say deserted island, because there's nobody there either. Like desert, deserted, either way. Okay. And your iPhone, which is fully charged, could only play, because somebody's going to ask that, but it could only play one podcast. Which podcast would that be? So my iPhone is charged, <laughs> but it's stuck on a single podcast. Does it receive updates? Like I get the latest episode when it comes out? No, nah, it's the only one that you downloaded. Just one episode? You lost your signal. There's no Wi-Fi on that island, man. And it's an Android. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dump the phone into the ocean and, and uh, go find a palm tree. No. 
Wow. Uh, <laughs> we I, just lost about half our listeners. <laughs> I'm kidding. Maybe. Uh, well, as much as I would love to say starve the doubts, truly, it's a fantastic podcast. As much as I would say, I'd love to say profit cast again, a truly great podcast. It would have to be the daily audio Bible. That's my oh, favorite nice. podcast. This guy named Brian Harden, and he's got this great community. I'm not plugged into it at all. And in fact, I listen to the podcast, and when he's done reading the Bible, I turn it off. But yeah, he goes through the Bible every year. He reads these different Bible translations. He, every week is a new Bible translation, so you get a variety of different translations to, to pull from, to see things in a, in a new perspective. And that's the one. That's the one I would have to go to. But if I had two or Very three, cool. you know, uh, you guys would be right there. <laughs> Sorry to, was that one of the right, the two or three uh, acceptable answers? Exactly. Uh, the right answer was the one that you pick. <laughs> I left the interview. I'm on a palm tree. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl, as we start to wrap up, who is doing something that interests you? Oh, in the podcasting space or? or anywhere, uh, everywhere, anywhere. There is no wrong answer here. Mm-hmm. It'd be a superhero. Wow. What an interesting question. You know, <laughs> My first thought was to the podcasting space, and there's someone that I get the privilege of working with named Dr. Linda Tucker, and and her podcast is Challenge Your Thinking, and she interviews guests that I don't hear anywhere else. In fact, the guest that she has next week, I noticed that she was on, Jared, she was on your podcast, Dory Clark is her name, and uh, that's the first guest that I've seen her have that I've, I've noticed elsewhere. Although I'm sure that's not the case, but she interviews people who don't make the interview rounds with people. And she, it's not your typical, you know, eight questions and then you're in a hot seat and how can we get in, in touch with you? It's not that at all. She's a clinical psychologist and she really talks with people who are, have really overcome very challenging obstacles in their lives and does so in a way to try to help the audience engage with that. And through these stories of these people who have really overcome incredible challenges to inspire and motivate the audience into believing that they can overcome those things that they're facing. And uh, she does a great job with it. So that was the first thought that came to my mind. I love what Linda Tucker's doing with uh, Challenger Thinking. All right. So Daryl, what is the best place for the listeners to connect with you online? Best place? Well, I'm on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Mardarrell, M-A-R-D-A-R-R-E-L-L. And you can, of course, go check out propodcastsolutions.com. If you want to send me an email, that is daryl at propodcastsolutions.com. And that's D-A-R-R-E-L-L, which is the only true real way to spell Daryl. Nice, Daryl. Man, thanks so much for all this. Some great stuff. I'm not even going to respond to that because uh, I'm just kidding. Do you have any final thoughts, though? No, I don't. I mean, my biggest advice is my is really the, the final thought. I mean, really... Take a look and make sure that you're serving somebody and making somebody's life better. And if you're not, figure out how you can do that. And if you are, great, because the world needs more people who are more interested in the benefit of others than they are benefiting themselves. All right. Well, Daryl, we really appreciate you taking time. Uh, lots of fun here. And yeah, just best wishes to you and, and everything that's going on with your family and everything that's going on with your business and Pro Podcast Solutions. So thanks again. My pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. And uh Kamanzi, enjoy that Taylor Swift concert. Oh, I'm going to, Daryl. I can't wait to have a whole episode where we talk about it.
do what you can today to go out there, achieve your goals, be the person that you want to be, mend the relationships that need mending, you know, all those things, right? And so for me, the the thought of perhaps today just really reminds me that life is short and we should not waste it. Podcast Movement 2015 is coming to Texas this summer, and we want you to be there. Join over 1,000 current and aspiring podcasters at the world's largest podcaster conference. Featuring Sarah Koenig of Serial, Roman Mars of 99% Invisible, Pat Flynn, Aisha Tyler, Lou Mangello, John Lee Dumas, and over 50 other speakers. All that's missing is you. Learn more and register now at podcastmovement.com. 